all the time. When you look at this offense and you say, who scared opposing defenses when he was being utilized? Aaron Jones is still at the top of the list. I don't care what you know, Christian Watson did over a four-game stretch. Okay, most of the time. Almond specifically up. or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. <laughs> it's Jason Wilde on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Jason Wilde hanging out with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning. And I know a topic of conversation with Jason last time we had him on was concerns about his credibility when he hangs out with us you know jason good morning have we got a doozy for you today oh boy is this going to make me reconsider my suggestion that this does not adversely affect my credibility at all possible it's about me jason so i mean (laughs) how much worse could it get the bar's already so low (laughs) so last night chewy's wife thought that there was a drone following her home from work and she asked Chewie to shoot it down out of the sky with your with your shotgun, right? Yeah. Okay. And so then Chewie sent a couple pictures to us and to his buddies and was like, what is this? What are these lights over the cornfield next to my house? And Gabe was like... I told him what it was, Jason, and he didn't listen to me. I'm pretty sure it's Jupiter and Venus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it was. Yes. Wow. I yeah. mean... It was more likely Uranus. Yes, it felt like Uranus. <laughs> no, Uranus. Yes. <laughs> so, Jason, that's uh, what we've been discussing this morning. Should we talk a little Packers with you? What do you think? No, I'd re- so so you did not end up firing on the planets? Is that <laughs> I didn't. He, he did not declare war Jason, I on actually Venus, thank got, God. Jason, I actually got talked into getting in my truck and seeing how far away it was. To which I came back and I said, I think it's a mile. So they're not. <laughs> so I don't think they're filming us. Yeah, you nailed it. I was about how many short, Ashy? Uh, well, 537 million light years is where it is. So, so that's a little, little short. One or two miles off. My 10 gauge doesn't quite go that far. But Chewie said he's never felt more duped. duped. Like, ugh, With the exception of Aaron Rodgers last year where he thought he was gone, and then he came back. So, Chu, you stand now where? I don't know. <laughs> i got to ask my wife. She'll know. Objects uh, in the sky farther than they appear. Exactly. Uh, yes. I, I, so you felt duped last year? Uh, was it two, was years, it two ago? years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah that, okay. Where are we at now, uh, Jason? Uh, I would. Ra- where are we at now, I I'd rather talk about you and the planets than uh, uh, quarterback and Aubrey Marcus and uh, I, I. Did you? So, how much of that podcast did you guys listen to? The aggregated clips that Joshy sent out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I Josh. thought about last night. My I put my girls to bed. I thought about it. I was like, should I put it on? 
from the clips I had listened to, you could have easily played that at 1.5, 1.75. Oh, because and it was the same time, same thing that he was on last time, Jason. You, yeah, if you're because he talks so slowly, you could speed it up and deliberately, but we easily listen to. We what he's haven't saying. talked to Jason since Goody said his things at the combine, right? Correct, Jason. Is that right? What's your take on that? Because last year or two years ago, that would have had to have been a serious walk back, and there's no walking back what Goody said now. So does that change your thought on whether he's yeah, coming I, back or not? I think it's changed a lot of people's thoughts. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's insignificant. I want to be very clear on that. I mean, it, it is not him saying, look, uh, we think that there were a bunch of extenuating circumstances that led to how last season played out. Um, we don't think, uh, that Aaron's lost anything. We still think he's the quarterback for us, and we want him to come back, right? that He didn't say that. But I just think the and what bothers me about kind of the oversimplification of the situation that they're in now, uh, what bothers me about that is that you also have to consider the Jordan Love piece. You know, so there's folks that are like, well, you know, he said all options are on the table, and he would have never said that two years ago. Yeah, uh, because Rodgers hadn't played uh, poorly for whatever reasons we blame it on last year, and Love had not made any real meaningful progress that made you think, okay, maybe we can win with him. Because I don't, I don't think that Goody is also just so gung ho on, on. Jordan Love that he's like, yeah, I, you know what? Frankly, I hope he, I hope he wants to be traded, so we can go to Love. Like, I, I just, I feel like a lot of the things that Goody said the other day are calculated, but are also like things that he has to say. He can't be definitive in either direction because, as he said repeatedly himself, Rogers hasn't communicated what he wants to do. Like. Once Rodgers tells him, I want to play and I want to stay in Green Bay, then if Goody says, well, not so sure about that, and here's why, then we've got something big. I I totally agree. But right now, like, I'm curious what, given where love is at and how much they need to be ready for him to be the guy and be ready for him to ask to be traded if Rogers returns and they take him back and with the uncertainty with Rogers and still not knowing exactly what he wants, what exactly did Goody say that in your guys's mind, you were like, Oh boy. Yeah. But okay, it, it, it's Jason. For me, it's the, if it's a good fit. Yes. 100%. What's, what's if it's a good fit, Jason, what's the first thing that went through your mind? If he comes to the off season program, if he's going to be more invested you know, we had that report from Tom Pelissero, who I think is pretty plugged in. I think he's pretty tight with Lafleur uh, last week, where he talked about um, fully uh, what it, fully bought in. I think was the phrase he used. Look, I, I keep going back to this, but the fact that Goody, in response to a question about the off-season program and whether Rogers needed to attend it if he came back this season. The fact that Goody responded with that whole line about we invest a lot in these guys and we 
would like them to invest the same amount in us. Uh, and then, you know, saying that it's voluntary and optional and whatever else. I just thought that was as, as big of a shot across the bow toward Rogers um, as he has taken, because I think it really, really, really bothered this team that they gave him a $150 million onerous contract and they insisted that it only required him to come to three days of the off-season program to collect a piddly in his financial world fifty thousand uh, dollar workout bonus. I think that just I, I think Goody felt like, look, we're giving you the the moon, uh, the sun, and the stars, and Jupiter and Uranus, <laughs> and you can't come to more of the off-season program than that. Like I really believe that bothered them a lot. Uh, I, I do. And I think that that's part of this, you know, fully bought in right fit kind of thing. Like, what are you prepared to do to make sure we don't go eight and nine again? Are you willing to give up your next trip to Nepal or Hawaii or wherever you might be going and actually be part of a off season program that you used to attend religiously? Um, I think that's part of it. I think, I do think that all this talk about frustration with with Rodgers is there is a lot of truth to it. I do think that they're frustrated with a lot of stuff he says and does. And so when they say the right fit, I don't think it's from a talent perspective. I don't. I think it's from a, you know, what are you going to do to make sure that our culture and our chemistry is on point? Are you going to go on McAfee in early October and complain about all these mental errors that your young players are making around you and making it sound like all your problems are because of them not knowing what they're supposed to do. Like, are these things that you are capable of being better at? And if you're not, then maybe we want to roll the dice with the kid. Uh, I don't, I don't know what they're prepared to do if Rogers isn't willing to do the things they would like from him. Uh, We'll see if it comes to that. Jason, are void years a fad that are going to go away, or is that something that's here to stay? Because the Packers, again, are just giving out void year after void year after void year to make sure that they are salary cap compliance and then have some money to spend for 2023. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I was going to say this the other day to you guys. The, 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 the idea that the salary cap is a myth is a myth. It is because people like to say that it doesn't really exist. It does, but it, it's also very, it's easy to manipulate until you get to the point where you just can't anymore. And, and sooner or later, the, the bill really does come due. And so, as you've seen, you know, Bakhtiari will be next. They do have contracts that are written in a way that allows them to move money around, convert to signing bonus, add void years, and spread out the cap charges. But eventually, that bill does come due. And they're getting close because, as Goody said at the Combine on Tuesday, uh, they're getting to the point where they don't have many other contracts that they can do that with. Um, And when you get to that point, that's when the bill is going to have a due date on it. And so I would say that, you know, they've got the ability to manipulate and add void years. I don't think it's a fad. I think it's something that all teams are using. But, Sooner or later, 
you void out all those years, and then you have a huge bill uh, in your mailbox. What I meant by a fad, Jason, is that it seems like everybody's waiting for the salary cap to, for lack of better terms, Explode. stabilize. <laughs> yeah, because it's it, it has exploded yeah. this year, next year, because of the new TV contracts that are going to be coming in, and it, it, they needed a little bit of time to kind of recover from the, the salary cap just staying flat during the COVID year. So yeah, then there was some down. recovery, and and then it's going to explode. But at some point in the next two to three years, it's going to stabilize and just continue to go up by the five to ten million dollars a year that it was. And I think at that point, the void years is going to be tougher to do. Not saying that you won't yeah. do it, but probably not as throw as many void years with as many players as the Packers have over the last yeah, two three but, years. Right. I mean, you don't want to do any of them, right? I mean, you're doing them purely out of necessity right now. Um, you don't just do them just to, you know, it's kind of like the old Seinfeld about uh, reservations. You know how to take the reservation. You don't know how to hold the reservation. You don't, anyone can just take them. I mean, they can, anyone can have void years put on their contract, but you, you only do it if you really need to. And, and I would say this, I don't think, to use, to use Jen's word, I don't think we've gotten the explosion in the salary cap. We've gotten, you know, meaningful increases, but I, I, I'm not sure that it's gone up the, huge amount that we were kind of expecting it would given the numbers of that those tv contracts maybe next year is the year that it really really jumps and then maybe the the pain of of pushing all this money out into the future isn't as harsh and i'll also say this i i know there's a lot of chicken littles when it comes to the salary cap um goody was very it was a brief comment he made but it, it was almost dismissive um about Roger's contract and about this idea that it gets even more punitive for their cap the longer he plays for them. And Goody basically said, look, it's, it's written in a way that we can do some things there. And that was all he basically said, which is, to me anyway, indicates that they're not all that worried. I know the Wall Street Journal did a, like a lengthy story with Ken Ingalls talking about how the longer Rogers plays for them, the worse it gets. And I can't imagine anyone being stupid enough to design a contract, even one that's not favorable to the team, that makes it worse the longer your great player plays on your roster. They have to have ways to manipulate it that those of us that don't understand the cap as well as Russ Ball does don't see. What was that phrase that Silverstein used in his article yesterday, though, Jason, about the, the contract? Did you just call it a very it bad? Ridiculously bad. Ridiculously bad. Yeah, I knew it stood out to me as being a... Uh, uh, adjectivity. Um, last thing for you, and I know we have to let you go, but very quickly, how long do you think soon enough is? Soon enough is the phrase that Rogers used on the uh, Aubrey Marcus podcast to say he'll make a decision, quote, soon enough. You think this sucker goes all the way until the March 15th deadline? Um, no, I am hoping for a week from today. We have the answer. We know. I hope so. All right. And then they have to figure out how they're going to either start working on trading him or how they're going to start working on figuring out the cap to keep him. All right, Jason, we appreciate you. Have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. I'm glad I got to say Uranus four times on the show. <laughs> we appreciate it. So are we. <laughs> He's Jason Wilde. You can, of course, hear him on Wilde and Tausch right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy here on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee.